0: Welcome back. It's another episode of the Benchmop Podcast. Another installment. I am here with my bro, Miles, your host. Antonio, Mr. Still Not worried. Uh, We're going to get straight into it. Heat, Celtics recap. The Heat were able to finally close out the series. 125-113. Your first takeaways from this, this game. Them clinching a finals trip. Well,
1: I thought for, for a little bit there, we were going to maybe get a game seven out of the series. But towards the end, you know, the heat just turned it on. Bam, just took over. The Celtics just were taking dumb shot after dumb shot. They kept just chucking threes at the end. Like, that's how you catch up. Like, you're not the Warriors. You're the Celtics. Calm down. Get some points on the board. But it was a good game up until the end. Like, Jason Tatum, he kind of, these last couple games, he's been – doing this where he doesn't really do much in the first half then that third quarter he comes out like guns blazing but this is a, it's a learning experience for the Celtics again i mean they're still young they got these pieces here for a while they got a big 3 now just time to build around it and while like the heat is a little different like they somehow they they're back here after you know you most places where lebron leaves they just you don't hear about him anymore they're not on espn they're not on abc they're on maybe disney channel but it's not it's not a game that you want to watch but the heat like cuz they they're run by pat riley they got a good organization they put good pieces together that complement each other like a lot of people were coming at jimmy saying, like, he's a bad teammate, all this stuff. But, like, year one, we are already in the finals. So, all his teammates on the Heat say he's great. And I'm sure there's other guys out there that will say he's great. It's just some people can't deal with that type of leadership. Somebody who, like, he's real direct with how he thinks and how he feels and wants you to be on that same level as him. I mean, that's not asking too much. And especially –
0: How can't you love Jimmy though? He was rocking Tyler Hero's high school jersey, and then last night he was rocking Eric Spostra's college jersey. I didn't even know Eric Spostra played in college. I didn't even know you could get his jersey yet alone. So, how can you be mad at Jimmy as a teammate? You can't. Yeah, gave Tyler Hero the cosign that he got some hood tendencies. You can't, as a teammate. You can't be mad at Jimmy. Some takeaways. Bam, 32-14-5. Bam really went off last night, especially that third quarter. Second to fourth fourth quarter, he was able to close it out. Jimmy Butler did his thing, 22-8. But we had an Iggy sighting. An Iggy sighting. Iggy came in in a closeout game, barely has played this series, and was able to to go 5-for-5 five five from the field, 4-for-4 four four from three-point, and 15 points. Shout-out to Iggy, uh, obviously a professional and a champion. He just stayed ready. And shout-out to Skolstra to put him in. It's a closeout game. They really able to close it out in, in part a lot towards how Iggy played and his impact on both ends of the floor. Um, the Celtics, last thing we'll say about them, they remind me of the Falcons. This series, they have not been able to close out any games. I don't know why. I think, like you mentioned, they settled for a lot of three-pointers. It was, was what, three, four minutes left in the game. They started chucking up threes. You still could have been trying to get two-pointers and just play good defense. It wasn't even a time to to rush yet. And you were shooting three-pointers as if it was worth five, ten points. Chip away at the lead and get back to it. So. Uh, They got a bright future. We'll see how they do next year. But we have to look forward and advance on Wednesday, game one, Lakers heat in the finals. Um, A lot of people did not choose this at the beginning of the year. Who you got in this series? I'm going to say it now. I've been saying it on social media, Lakers in five. How you see this series going?
1: Probably same, like Lakers in five or six at the most, I think. I just don't. I think the Lakers are on a mission and it's just a lot of things that happened this year. And plus it's like LeBron, he sees it. It's like right near his grasp. Now you just got to finish. Cause I mean, game, (laughs) game five for LeBron against the Nuggets was, that was what we can probably expect in the finals. Cause he knows that it's right there. Number four is right there. It's been a while since, He's had that real opportunity, but it's, it's, it's in, it's in reaching distance. So, But for the series, I think it's going to be competitive. I think these two teams match up well. Like Bam, he's going to definitely be on AD most of the time, and that should be a good matchup. That's probably the key to the series, honestly. If Bam has better games than AD, then those games, the Heat are probably winning. So we'll see what happens with that. But then it comes down to, like, who's Dean LeBron and who's Dean Caldwell-Pope, I guess, because he's the number three option at this point. It's crazy that those words are being used in a sentence, but that's how it is right now. He's, he's Hey, hitting that's, old that's old Kuz, That's old Kuz,
0: head. He should have stepped up.
1: But that's fine. Kuz, he's doing – the little things. He's cutting. He's doing – he's not chucking threes and doing dumb stuff anymore. He's he's making good plays. Like, that last game was big. He's, like, hitting shots, cutting for when LeBron has the ball. Like, that's what you need to do. Like, open shooters and cutters for LeBron because he's going to see you. But, like I said, Caldwell Pope's been playing well. I mean, Jr. is just here for the Henny at the end. When they win the championship, because he's not getting in the series, I don't think he's he's here just in case somebody gets hurt or you know the game's out of reach at this point. I I don't even know why they brought him here at this point because it's like him and Deion Waiters are just they're here for, for the ride. They're like Udonis Haslam, just just riding. <laughs> I
0: think if Jr. does come into the game, he can't have an impact. Deion Waiters is still injured, so. They got to check, um, I think, some keys for Miami if they are able. I think will be competitive, but if they are able to win this series, it's going to be two main things, I believe, for them. They need to re- rebound. Both games in regular season, they were out-rebounding 48-37 to 37 and 50-34. to 34. They can't – they got to have it close. I don't think they'll ever out-rebound the Lakers because of their length, but they got to do a better job on the boards. And you're going to have to have a huge series from – Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. If they're able to play like they played this past series, Tyler at that 37-point game, Duncan Robinson, five three-pointers last night in a closeout game, that gives them a chance to actually win the series. But that's an if. Those are the two things, I think, for them. And for the Lakers, as I just mentioned, they got to re- kill them on the boards. Kill them on the – Dwight has to play like he played last series. Be a bully on the boards. Um, AD can't, this series can't give me two boards a game. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not gonna work. And the role players, if you open, play off Rondo, uh, Kuz, call up Hope, knock down your threes. That They do that. It's definitely in five. AD and Bron, I believe, is gonna show up uh, scoring wise. It's just as AD is gonna rebound. I see Bron, I'll say it now, I see something like 28, 11 and 8. For this series, and I think he's going to end up getting uh actually the finals MVP. Ad's been doing a good job scoring and whatnot throughout the playoffs and the regular season, but this Braun um, time. he he need that fourth one. I think he just about to go back in the that like that closeout game, the thirty eleven and ten or something. Yeah, I see that happening this whole series. I see Braun turning it back up.
1: I hope so, because if-, if he does, then. I don't see the heat really giving them trouble. But, I mean, was a good coach, so I'm sure they have some things they've been planning. I know they've seen this coming, so they they might have been thinking ahead. Might be why they lost game five. But at this point, now it's <laughs> it's Miami and L.A. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, L.A. and uh, Like. Um, transition to the flag on the play segment, as y'all know, accept or decline. We're gonna go some random topics at Mars. See if he wants to continue on with them. Uh, first one that we got right here: PB and J chicken wings, accept or decline.
1: I'll accept it, just because that sounds different. But on some nights, that might be hidden for sure. <laughs>
0: So a lot of restaurants now, that's becoming their new flavor. Uh, a couple of restaurants in Rhode Island, a couple of restaurants in New York. That their thing now is to have PB&J
1: wings. Are those some wings that you would actually uh, try out? The jelly wings, maybe. That doesn't sound terrible. But peanut butter, like chicken, it's already tough to eat chicken. I mean, it's tough to eat peanut butter straight like that. Then you put it on chicken. Now you gotta chew it. And it's, it's not it's not gonna end up well. Cause I don't know what you even drink with that. Do you drink milk? Do you drink juice? I, I, I don't know what you would drink with that. I I
0: was looking at some of the recipes and uh the restaurants. They you know they melt down the peanut butter to help you chew it like a oh. peanut butter jelly type of sauce on top of it. I I would try it just to try it. But it would have to be, like, a group event. Like, we all put money – I'm not putting my money on the wings just by myself because what if I don't like it? That's 12 wings down the drain. So, a group event, yeah, we try it
1: out. Hey, y'all next, could get that for me for my birthday. It's, it's coming up in a, a couple of weeks. So, if y'all want to try it, I'm down.
0: All right, I'll, I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> uh, next one, Mike Tyson's trainer says him and Mike are on the same page that they – believe they can fight uh, Tyson Furry and Deontay Wilder after uh,
1: this match with Roy Jones, Except or decline? I'll accept it. I mean, he'll make – it's all about money at this point. He's, like, one of the biggest names in boxing history. So if he really thinks he could fight those guys, I mean, there would be a lot of things that would have to happen before that. I'm sure he'd have to fight an actual – fighter not a retired washed up Roy Jones Jr. who's having second thoughts I think that would be fun him and Wilder two guys that just throw heavy heavy punches and it's basically who's gonna get knocked out first and if I'm Deontay you got the height but the way Mike Tyson's been looking at his workouts I don't know if I'm like you take a punch to the gut you might be 10 count on your knees.
0: Yeah, this is what his trainer had to say. I believe Mike Tyson can do it. If he put his mind, he want to fight for the belt one day, why not? Why? Who says it's impossible to do? He's fighting every single day in the gym, and I believe the best still is to come. I don't think at his age um, (laughs) that will be the wisest thing, especially like Deontay Wilder, who hits just as hard. Maybe harder being that he's younger.
1: Yeah.
0: Might get hit a certain type of way at his age. We might be, it's another star that died in 2020. So I think he need to uh, fight Roy Jones and leave it at that. Not these uh, actual people that still in it and got what, 20, 30 years on you. I'm, I'm good on that, Mike. Next one seven hour flights to nowhere. Accept or decline.
1: So, is that the name of a place? Like, is that, or just you just hop on a flight and you don't know where you're going? It's just where you land is where you so end up. I'll accept it. I'll accept it.
0: So Qantas um air airlines are offering seven hour flights to nowhere. So you can get on the airplane, mm-hmm. you eat. Nice food, all that, and you can just stay on a plane to come back. So, for example, you get on at North Airport, and then come back in North Airport seven hours later. Prices starting at five seventy-five a ticket. Like five
1: dollars and seventy-five cents, or five hundred. Five hundred seventy-five dollars. I'm getting on a, a ticket that cost that much. You better be taking me to a nice Caribbean area.
0: <laughs> I'm not with it. I know people is bored doing this quarantine.
1: No, I can't. That's I know bored, but It's like the dumbest thing I heard.
0: <laughs> exactly. The best part of a plane, of getting on a plane, is landing somewhere else.
1: Yeah. I don't want to, like, take a flight, go to sleep or whatever, and then wake up and I'm back in Newark. That would be depressing. And That's I was doing that air, airport, airline, all that. Like, you deceived me. <laughs> They said, hey, right now, people was actually buying
0: it. I think the ticket, highest ticket goes up to around 1200 which is probably for first class and special meals. Somebody's buying it. So speaking of uh, heavy prices, number four, next one. Gucci and their grass-stained jeans, fake grass stains, accept or decline?
1: I'm going to decline it because I don't – these designers just—they come up with these ideas that make no sense. Like I—I I would never want a grass stain on me on purpose, let alone by accident. well That doesn't make any sense. Why? That's a and it's Gucci, so you know it's going to be like well over a hundred dollars for that. So. Oh, um, um, since we're talking
0: about it now, it's fourteen hundred. <laughs>
1: Well, that's even more reason. If you want me to just stain your pants, I'll do it. I'll, I'll create a, <laughs> pants, a jeans if, stain. Bed.
0: If that's what y'all doing, I I can do that for you. Yeah, you know, for the low low. Fourteen hundred. So, situation like that with fashion, I always wonder. Fashion, some of these trash TV shows, some of these trash movies, it has to go through multiple people to say yes. And then they decided to put it out. So somebody at Gucci came with the idea and multiple people was like, yes, all right, we're going to put this out in mass production. Sure. That's that's what always boggles my mind. Everybody has crazy ideas, but somebody approved it and
1: said, let's go with it. I mean, it'll sell. I feel like, because, I mean, I don't think everybody had ripped jeans selling like that but then you know people thought it was cool like yo how'd you do that it was like i tripped i didn't do it for <laughs> purpose uh they're like oh you should you should sell sell jeans like that was like all right well and now all these years later that's a thing like people purposely buy like ripped jeans and ripped shirts too like you got attacked by wolverine or something but hey it's it's style it, it, you just put all you got to do is put a, a big enough name brand on it and people will buy it like it, they can't do it themselves. It's, it's funny. Yeah, I'm not with it, but um, <laughs> that's fashion
0: transitioning. It was a jam-packed weekend of football again. Um, week three is not complete. We have you know, the Ravens Chiefs games tonight, but some headlines, some takeaways from this week three, a lot of uh, you know, quarterback changes, situation with teams blowing leads. First one we're going to touch on is Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was bitch for Nick Foles. Um, do you think he gets his job back? Is this going to be something permanent? Nick Foles was able to have three touchdowns, Trubisky had a couple of interceptions. Um, how do you see this one panning out for Chicago?
1: I mean, the Bears gave him a shot to start the season and I think that was more so to do with they invested such a high pick in him already that let's see if he can improve a little bit and if he does then having Foles is a luxury but I mean that luxury kind of helps them because they were gonna lose that game probably and then they put Nick Foles in and like he does he just brought them back and I don't really see Trubisky having that job again and this is probably his last year possibly being a starter he just hasn't shown like any growth as a quarterback and it makes it even worse because you look at it and the two quarterbacks drafted after him are like they've already been paid one has a super bowl they're both like top 5 quarterbacks maybe one's borderline but then you how do you even explain that to your fans that, I mean, we, we have to keep going with Trubisky cause you know, he's a third pick, all that stuff, but no, if he doesn't have it, pull him. Like that's gonna, that might be a theme with a lot of teams this year. I don't want to say my team cause it could be towards the end. If we're in the right spot, then we might be going for a QB change too, but it, it happens. Like, You kind of have to pivot. That's what the Cardinals did. They saw Josh Rosen wasn't a good fit with this other coach, and they had the number one pick. So instead of trying to, like, beef the team up in other areas, I mean, the most important position in football and probably sports is quarterback. Without a good quarterback, you're going to be what the Browns have been for an eternity, and that's, like... That's rough. That's, that's tough. So, but up, Trubisky, yeah, you're done. You're done, bro.
0: Um, the team that they played against where it ended up working out for the Chicago Bears to win was the Falcons. The Falcons were up 26-10 in the fourth. Again, a fourth quarter big lead, blown by the Falcons. At this point, who do we put this blame on? Who do we look to for the Falcon struggles in the fourth quarter?
1: Got to put it on everybody. The coach, coordinators, the the quarterback, like Matt Ryan. For as good as he's been all these years, he's just, I don't know. Ever since that Super Bowl loss, it's just been like a downward spiral for this team. And it's not like they don't have talent. They got probably the best one-two punch for receiver in the league. But that still is not good enough. So what's surprising is that this coach still has a job. <laughs> he still has a job. That's like a lot of these coaches that aren't winning, they, the fact that they have a job just blows my mind. I mean, I get it that you don't want to fire a coach this early in the season because then it just, it's almost like you're giving up on the season. But sometimes a fresh start could actually help. I definitely could help my Jets. So hopefully I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that after Thursday night, if we probably lose to the Broncos, then Gase won't be here next week. And that's probably the best news I've heard in a while. <laughs> next, hey, if, if the big man's listening upstairs, take, take Dolan out too. We need him going from the mix, too. Help all my New York teams.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of, you know, I was talking to you about this earlier. For all the listeners, we—I have a confession. I am no longer of a
1: fan of any football team. I root for everybody now. So, um, He's I no the Cowboys. Longer, that, if y'all need clarity, he—he he was rooting for the Cowboys. That's been his team, and that no longer is the case. I'm—I'm
0: uh, I'm more invested in just fantasy. It actually works out better for me. Uh, that division is terrible. If we go back in the tape, Miles said that the NFC East would be the worst division in the league, and let's go down of how their Sunday went yesterday. Washington loses to the Browns 20-34. The Philadelphia Eagles tied the Bengals 23-23. Dallas loses to Seattle 31-38, and the Giants –
1: Didn't even get double digits, lost nine to 36. Um, Backups, too. That's the thing. They lost to some backups. Like, they didn't have any – like, their quarterback was out, running backs out, receivers out, and the tight end was out, and the backup tight end got hurt. And they still couldn't do anything against the 49ers. That's why, I mean, the fact – The Giants almost pulled a Jets bringing in Jason Garrett and thinking that, all right, maybe he could help our quarterback like he did those other guys, but you can't bring mediocre coaching in and expect it to all of a sudden change. Like that's just how these guys are. I mean, not everybody can like change their philosophy, change their outlook on what it takes to win. Like Adam Gase, He's a lost cause. I don't even think he deserves a college coordinator position at this point. Like he he robbed us. He'll get his money for these next couple years that we're left on the deal. But Jets fans will be happier to pay him to not be here than for him to coach out the rest of his contract. Cause he is garbage. Jason Garrett, he's not garbage, but he's he's borderline. <laughs>
0: When you look at this division, who do you think could possibly turn this around um, and get into the playoffs? Are we going to see a, a seven and nine team uh, getting into the playoffs from the NFCs?
1: Um, I think of all the teams. I mean, it's a, it's really only a two team race at this team at, at this point, and it's like the Eagles, Cowboys. But they, if they keep losing, it's just going to be. I don't know. It's just going to push these teams even further. Like, they're already asking questions of, like, do you bench Carson Wentz, which is nuts. But, I mean, it's a little warranted because you can't lose to the Redskins week one. And then you tie a team that is probably one of the worst teams in the league. They had the number one pick. So that shows you – that paints a picture right there for Eagles fans but like the Cowboys I mean they're still kind of in first place right now so there's reasons to be optimistic but I mean they're losing to all these good teams and deep, been, the, big, the defense is awful they've uh, given up
0: Around 80 points over the last two weeks, and each game they've given up at least
1: 425 yards. So, I mean, at some point, either they're going to bring in Earl Thomas or they're just going to accept that this defense is what it is. Dak is going to have to throw it a lot because we're going to be losing most of these games. And that's that. I mean, Jerry Jones, I don't even know at this point. He doesn't he, – I don't think he knows how to build a team because the way it was built in the 90s when they were winning, that was different. Now it's almost like he just throws money at his problems and thinks, hey, that, that, that'll help us win. Like, that only really works with one team, and it hasn't worked in, like, 10 years, and that's the Yankees. Like, they're the only team that can throw money at people, good people, and it work out. Because the the Cowboys have done that time in and time out, and just never works out. Like Demarcus Lawrence, he's not even the best pass rusher on this team anymore. Like a guy four who minutes. hasn't played in five years is your best pass rusher, pass rusher, which just blows my mind. It, like shout out to Alden Smith, he, he doesn't even get enough credit, but he has four sacks on the year. That's your best defender. Like I don't, I don't get it. I know there's been injuries like Sean Lee. I mean, at this point, you just got to go into the season thinking Sean Lee is going to start off hurt. And I don't know. He's rubbing off on Vander Esch in the wrong, wrong way because he's always hurt now too. So I don't know. Cowboys gotta, they got a lot to fix. But good, good thing for them, they don't play in the NFC West, which is – the best division they play in the NFC East. So it's, it's fairly easy. You play these teams six times in a year, like you should beat, I mean, they should beat the Redskins, the giants. So that's four wins right there. And the Eagles haven't really shown much. So if they can't beat the Eagles, then they can't win the division. But like you said, it might be a a losing record or a 500 record that wins the division. I don't see these teams as, like, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, regardless of
0: the fact, even if they turn it around, they're struggling against these better teams that are obviously going to be playoff teams. Um, if they make the playoffs, it'll probably be a first-round exit. Nobody thinking about anybody in NFC East. You've uh, mentioned in depth your discussed with the uh, Jets, um, a team in your division that has been balling the bills is Josh Allen, the real deal. Josh Allen. Again, yesterday, four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdowns, five TDs, no turnovers. Um, Are the bills and Josh Allen, the real deal. Are we talking about MVP conversation with him?
1: He's definitely up there for sure. Like the growth, in his game is like night and day from like last year because I was, I was tooting the horn saying Sam was better, but you can also look at both situations and what each player has been put in a position to be like Josh Allen. They set him up for success. They put a line around him. They got him weapons. They got him Stefan Diggs. (laughs) Like now you can let him make, make choices out there make him throw and this year he's throwing it a lot more than he's running it which is probably that next step for him as a quarterback and yeah they're three and oh definitely a real threat in the in the east I mean uh the NFC the AFC East I mean that's probably their division to lose at this point so we'll we'll see but yeah, the Bills are the real deal, and Josh Allen, he's the real deal. It's what happens when you, you know, build a team the right way. And if you want to look down further in New York, you can see how you don't build teams the, the right way. You just look at the Giants and the Jets. So, Yeah, speaking of the Giants
0: and the Jets, um, do any of these teams have any chance of turning it around or – Are they basically competing to try to get a a top pick? What's your takeaways on both of these teams? Um, New York sports right now is just their best hope is the Yankees, as of right now.
1: I think with the Jets, it's just – it's not pretty right now. And a lot of the blame is the head coach because he's been the same coach – since Miami and we thought it would be different. He would help Sam grow and he's literally taken Sam who is only 23, he's in his third year starting and he's just getting worse. And it's, you can't blame anybody for that, but Gase. And I mean, Sam, he has to, he has to grow a little bit. Like three
0: interceptions yesterday. And two, two pick sixes, I know. Two pick sixes, and one was in the, the, you know, the end zone, the red zone. So red zone,
1: yeah. I know. Is I don't have any excuses for him right now. Like, I've tried, like, no weapons, no blocking, which is true. But at the end of the day, you have to produce. And right now, I mean, to only score seven points yesterday, and – to not really be close in any of these first three games, it's kind of like painting a picture of what the season's going to be like, but we'll see when these these guys do come back healthy, what happens like do we start winning some games or are we a little more competitive? I just think that when these guys come back, it'll look a lot different because I don't think the head coach will be there. I think they'll promote Greg Williams to be the head coach since. He has experience with that in Cleveland, and, yeah, that's that. I'm done venting on them. But the Giants, I don't know. Like, they brought this guy Joe Judge in to bring basically the Patriots way. That's what the Lions did with Matt Matt Patricia. Tongue twisters all over the place. But Patricia has been awful for the Lions, and this is probably his last season as their coach. And Joe Judge, he's, I don't know, he's not everybody can be Bill Belichick, just like not everybody can be Phil Jackson. So, <laughs> do you think he
0: gets a pass with, uh, you know, Saquon being out, Berlin Shepard's been injured? Do you think he gets like a, a pass with this?
1: Star? I mean, he's not going to get fired off the bat just because this team wasn't exactly looked at as a playoff team. They're still under construction. The defense is been a little better like that defense has played pretty good this year it's just the offense is shaky like Daniel Jones I know all Giants fans think that he could be the next Eli but I just don't see it like he has all the weapons that you would want like I wish we we could get those weapons in in green and white but we can't but the Giants they're not they're not a good team right now like No team in New York is good besides the Bills. And that's just how things are. That's It's unfortunate that, hey, I mean, if the Jets end up with the number one pick, which at this point it kind of looks like that's where we're headed, then you almost have to jump ship. You almost have to, like, Adam Gase and Sam Darnold are tied together, basically, at this point. For two years, they haven't really – done as much as you'd hoped or seen as much growth as you'd hope so that's why I mean I know Sam hears it but the Trevor Lawrence news and hope is starting to gain some steam after each day and I mean I was the one trying to like be like all right that's not what we need we don't need a QB change but if we have the number one pick I mean Sam didn't play well I mean his players didn't play well on this team so Sam's coming up on an extension at some point. And do we feel confident giving him an extension right now? I'd say no, not really. So that's the thing with these rookie quarterbacks. When you draft them, you, that's a great time to try to win because you're not really paying them that much. They're, they're getting like yeah. a, a little less than what they normally would get. But it's, it's, still, it's still a discount. So the best time to win is get that really good quarterback as a rookie. Those four or five years he's under contract, you build around that guy and you try to win before you have to pay him that extension. Cause that really weighs down the cap, the quarterback, cause they're always going to be the highest paid on the team. But I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to jump ship on Sam cause he's like, he's, he's a good kid. He's, he's kind of like, taking this beating like a man and everybody's kind of like down on him hating on him and he's just kind of trying to take it one day at a time but at some point you got to sh- start putting some good film out there and showing that you could actually be good if we have pieces but right now i mean trevor lawrence is hey he might be the guy in new york not in in uh in blue and white, but in green green and white, so. Yeah,
0: I think uh, both of these teams, the biggest issues with them, with the coaches on it, is going to be looking at how they were able to develop these quarterbacks. I think both teams knew they weren't going to be anything of a threat this year, so it's – who keeps their job between these two? It, it all depends on how they, their quarterbacks perform um, for both teams.
1: You're, never, you're not going to – in the NFL, you're not really gonna fire a coach after one year. He's he's at least gonna get a second year to try to show. Because, I mean, like you said, Saquon got hurt, some unfortunate other stuff. Like, had a couple linemen opt out because of the virus, which I mean, that's something you can't control. But, um, the one who's likely to get fired is Gase and. At this point, it's not likely. It's a given that he's going to be fired after this year just because they're evaluating him now, which is good. And that's mainly because fans are so heated that this guy is still here. He gives these same answers. And the game plan every Sunday is – it's like watching paint dry. It's it's boring. It's awful. I can't – I try to watch the games myself and – at that point, after the first couple drives, I just turned the red zone because I can't. I'd rather watch the Cardinals play thousands of miles away than my own team. So, um, Speaking of the quarterbacks,
0: we just mentioned two quarterbacks that are struggling. Josh Allen is playing well. We have a huge quarterback matchup tonight with the Ravens and the Chiefs. How do you see this one going um, between – Ravens and the Chiefs, are the Chiefs going to be able to, you know, get the win? You have the Ravens winning this game. And second part, if by any chance you had a chance to start a franchise, if you had to choose one of them, who would you choose?
1: Uh, my homes. I feel like easy, Mahomes, just because, I mean, down the road, running quarterbacks don't always last just because they're always – that's just another avenue for them to get hit. You already get hit enough in the pocket. And Lamar, he took some shots last year, and he's a tough kid, but you can't do that for 15, how long's Brady been in the league? 20 years? You can't can't do that. Like, Brady's lasted this long because he's as mobile as a turtle. Like, he's not going to exactly scare you running. Like, Mahomes can run, but he's smart with it. He's more focused on passing, and with the weapons that they have, that's that's going to be the case for years to come. But like you said, Mahomes, probably the best option of those two. I mean, clearly, he's MVP through 50 touchdowns. Next year, won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's the face of the league at this point. I mean, it's no longer Tom Brady. It's Mahomes. No wonder, like, they put this game primetime Monday night. Because last year was on, like, Sunday at, like, 1 o'clock, four 4.30. But they know these two teams are almost guaranteed a collision course at some point in the playoffs. If that's not in the championship game, like, this is what people want to see. And what makes it even sweeter is it's two black quarterbacks that are at the top of the league making a name for their teams and for themselves. That's something that is a theme lately in the league right now is the black quarterback is – is on the rise right now and hey that's what we want we want to see that and maybe the black coach will be on the rise at some point too but for now i'll settle for the top basically the top five is almost all black which is that's pretty cool that puts a smile on my face but we'll, we'll see what you think is going to win this one Tough because the Ravens defense is they're not playing this year. Like, they're I would have thought that Earl Thomas getting rid of him would make it a slow start, but I mean, none of these teams have really made it close, which is kind of like hurt me because I have Lamar in fantasy and he hasn't had to put up numbers like that because none of these games have been competitive. Like, he hasn't had to run it as much, he hasn't had to throw it as much. So, I'm hoping tonight, I'm really hoping that the this game's a shootout. I need Lamar to... He needs like 150 on the ground, a couple touchdowns, and maybe 300 and a couple in the air, too.
0: I got Baltimore winning it. Um, Chiefs kind of struggled last week with the Chargers, which could have just been, you know, that week. But I think Baltimore, how they've been playing, and they, have as you mentioned, steamrolling the competition so far. So I see Baltimore winning it. Ultimately... Like, if they meet in the playoffs, I'm not going against Andy Reid and the champs. Um, so, I'd see them winning if it came down to the playoffs. On the point spread, Kansas City is plus three. Are you taking that The spread on that one, or how are you going about it with that?
1: Plus three. What's the over? It's got to be like 55. Over, under 50. Okay. 53 and a half. 53 and a half. Um... I feel like that's the more likely pick than taking one of these teams. Like, it's, it's tough. Like, these two teams are good. And if I had to take a spread, I would probably take the Chiefs. Minus yeah. three. I just think that, I mean, when it comes down to crunch time, Mahomes really gets it done more so than Lamar. Because, I mean, as we've seen, Lamar, he's 0-2 in the playoffs. This is different, but this is kind of like a playoff game tonight. It's two of the best teams, probably the two best teams in the league going at it. So, it should be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to take over.
0: Yeah, I'm tuning in for this for sure. Um, I'm not putting – I would keep my hands off of this one uh, just because it could turn into a shootout. It could be a close game, and it's going to be somebody that's going to be hurting when Mahomes throw a touchdown with, like, 10 seconds left, and now the spread, like, somebody going to be hurting. Um, but how was this week for you in fantasy? I know for me, I went 3-0 and this week in all of my matchups. How was fantasy for you this week?
1: I mean, a few of mine, like, I think three of them are coming down to tonight. Because, like I said, I got Lamar in two leagues. So, I'm, I need him to have a, a huge game. And then I got. I'm going against Tyreek Hill, also. So I need him to, you know, be a little. He could be quiet today. He could be. He could be loud next week. He could run crazy and and all that stuff. But tonight, I'm gonna need a little, little quiet, quiet time from Tyreek. But yeah, it's. Look, it was it was rough. I got blown out in a couple matchups. Or one matchup. Let me not say a couple. I have got blown out in one. And, I mean, Dak, he did help me in one. That's the only place he helps is in fantasy because he's he loses in, in real life. Back. Back. Russell Wilson
0: showed up big for me on all my teams. I got Russell Wilson. He pulled out uh, Nick Chubb. Carolina's backup running back, who's the starter now. Davis had a big, big game. I think he's going to have that pretty much for the rest of the year, um, until McCaffrey comes back. Mm-hmm. They rely McCaffrey, Miles, Davenport, whoever the running back, they rely on the running back heavy. So he's gonna get the touches and the looks. And of course Ava Kamara went crazy oh, last
1: Yeah. I I passed on him in the draft in, in one of my leagues and I'm playing the guy who took him. And Ooh. he he went off for him last night and that last touchdown catch was – that run was crazy. I was, was, I was hurt because that, like, I gave him, like, a 20-something point boost. And I'm just like, yeah, it might be slow t- this week in, uh, in fantasy. But, hey, I still got Lamar to go. So, I'm, I'm praying that he has one of those games he did last year. Maybe five touchdowns, you know, 100 yards rushing. Lamar, if you hear me, if you're listening, just I'm, – I'm with you. You. That,
0: that's definitely wishful thinking on that one um <laughs> but this is the end of this episode as y'all know we are all streaming platforms hit us up to get your benchmark gear uh support us on anchor uh, but stay ready you ain't got to get ready benchmark we out peace